Check, check, check. We're doing it. We're back after a week-long hiatus. Yeah. The boys are returning. We're doing it. We're going to get in there. <laughs> We're going to do a show, whether you like it or not. And you usually not. Uh, some people are okay with it. Yeah. I think this is going to be a good one. It we've, probably will be. We've, uh, when we take a week, it usually starts slow. Yeah, usually we come back and there's some fire in our loins. Chip like on a our flaming shoulder. golden hawk. We come in here with a chip on our shoulder and dare somebody try to knock it off. <laughs> Which what kind of bang is that? Ooh, peach, peach mango. mango. How does that one go? Here, show you. You sure? Take a little sip. You can take a little first rip off of it. Oh, you give me the fucking green hit. <laughs> That's quality. pretty fucking good. That is quality right there. I don't know how they get those chemicals to do that. I know, dude. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. Like this, I I uh, get the orange monsters, the ultra sunshine, no calories or sugar or anything. Mm-hmm. But it is the best orange drink that there is. It is good. It's my favorite one. Well, I can't say it's better than an orange soda. I think it's like really. Sli- it's right up there with slice. I think. I, I just knowing that's or <coughs> sorry, Crane went down the wrong. You know what's funny is the best orange soda. Like regular pop, other than this, like sun slices kissed. or all that sun kissed. The best orange and grape used to be Big K. Fuck yes, they put extra sugar in it. It was amazing. It's like uh, a <coughs> Jesus. Would you like uh, something to eat to no? I make that go back down. Usually, if I get some caught in my throat, I'll just throw some nuts <sighs> in my mouth or eat a. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I can't just let that coming go in hot. Now. Can't just let that go by without some sort of a sound effect. Come on. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Let me turn that. We'll up get in, get that in post. There it is. Get that in my post. pussy. <laughs> post pussy. Next time they're on, we need to do a period report again. We haven't done that in a we while. Really- <laughs> <laughs> you need to ask the question. Do you still have periods since you had? <laughs> I don't. Does that does it work that way? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not aware of how things work. I don't understand women. <laughs> I mean, are you still useful? <laughs> I mean, you got those bags on your front to feed the baby with, but after that, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> this show. Uh, that kid's getting big. She's like six foot tall now. <laughs> or do they just take clo- close-up pictures? I think they take the giant pictures where yeah. they're like, she's like the Gundam. Yeah. My niece just had a baby. Yeah. I'm a great uncle. That's something. Yeah. It was like maybe a week and a half ago. You're a, you're a grandparent. I, no, I'm a great uncle. That's a grandparent. Is it? Yes. I'm not anybody's parent, though. Well, I mean, but you're in the grandparent age range. Vein. Yeah. My sister yeah. had a kid and her kid had a kid. Right. So she's a grandmother. Yeah. You're a granduncle, so you're in the grandparent. Is it not great uncle? It is great uncle. Okay. Um and you're in that group of people now. It's pretty neat. It's not bad. His name's uh Townsend. That's a really good name. It's a great name. I'm getting Towns. I'm getting really sick of names like Brayton. And, and it's all spelled dumb. Yeah, and like, it's just like Braden, for B-R-A-I-Y-D-E-N-E. M-U-R-D-E-R. That's what I want to do to you. Do you remember my the bit I used to do about my eight crazy kids and like Michaela was <laughs> yeah. 
M-U-G. Well, you had three Michaelas, and they were all There's spelled differently. M- McKenzie, <laughs> Michaela, M-U-G-H-K. And Michaela's a pretty name. I know, name. I know a few Michaelas. But they, there were like all kinds of ways to spell it. And some of them were just really annoying. We're, all of a sudden, we're adding consonants and vowels where right. they don't need to be. All right. You can't have a silent T in a name. You know? I remember. Michaela? <laughs> There's a T every time. Every time I think of kids or pregnancy, or whatever, I think of this time I stopped in at uh, the Go Mart there at uh, at the mouth of that housing development, uh, and this car which, full of characters came rolling up. Which Go Mart's that? The one right there outside of Cedar Grove. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, car full of characters came rolling up. Yeah, some real knuckleheads. A <laughs> real. Real screwballs, real vagabonds. <laughs> a guy, a guy got out of wells, head to toe in white denim. Nice white guy, <laughs> hat backwards, <laughs> prison tattoos. Then the girl gets out. She weighed eighty pounds, and forty of that was baby. So it was like you know, <laughs> she was pregnant. Yeah, and, and it just, just all methed up. Yeah, well, I, I don't think she was methed up. Actually, I just think she was just skinny. I saw a gal just, walking up the road today, coming through not Cedar Grove, but. Cedar Grove's when you go down underneath everything. It's uh, Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah. I just lump those together. From far, yeah, I usually just say Cedar Grove. From mm-hmm. far away, I was like, hey, look at this one I'm going to do here. But when I got up close driving through, I was like, oh, she real methy face. Yeah. But the rest of her, I was like, well, if she could just meth not le- do that. Meth leaves a mark, too. It does. You look. You I wonder look, why it does that. You look completely different. Even if it doesn't destroy your teeth. Your eyes sink. Uh, your um, your cheeks get drawn in. Yeah. You kind of get square. Your your jaw gets kind of square. Uh, Fergie had a meth face. She did. Yeah. Hopefully she's out of that now. She was so hot. Uh, Jody Sweeten. Yeah. She was meth. I remember uh, remember Fergie on Kids Incorporated. Her and Jennifer Love Hewitt were on this the show. Jennifer together. Love Huge Tits. Yeah. God, I loved her, dude. <laughs> I was so in love with her. Her big old giant knockers. You're not a fan of that. I, I don't. You're know. a tit guy. I know. It's you just... really are. <laughs> Yeah. Write yeah. that down. That might be the show's name. Your uh, tit guy. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Might not say anything better than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can really tell when people have been on meth, like you said, even if it doesn't fuck their teeth up. Right. right. And it's, that was always odd There's to me because like I thought dead- it's, I thought it's like a slam dunk. You know. Well, that's because their teeth rotted out. No, not in all not in all occasions. I think it probably does something to your bones as well. It seems it's, like it's just poison. That's all it does. Apparently, it's so good though. I don't, I can't see that. I wouldn't enjoy it. I know I wouldn't enjoy it. Effect of meth on the body. Let's see how meth use affects the body. Let's see if it does anything to the bones. Uh, about a million people, ages twelve or older, in the U.S. I'm going. What does meth do to your body? Brain methamphetamine is a stimulant that rapidly increases dopamine, and the brain chemical that stimulates feeling of pleasure and motivation. Dopamine also affects thinking-related skills, like problem-solving and memory. Like it's one thing Dr. Drew said. Um, most drugs, people run away from cops, mm-hmm. but meth, they'll go to cops to try to like. I don't know why it seems like they just lose their inhibitions to, you know, not want to be near cops for some right. reason. 
while this rapid increase in dopamine can lead to a temporary feeling of euphoria, the National Institute of Drug Abuse notes that the irregularly large amounts of dopamine that meth creates may alter brain function and lead to repetitive drug-seeking behavior. And there's a big crash afterwards. Heart. Heart disease is the second uh, leading cause of death for meth users. Meth users are showing evidence of cardiac diseases that, at a greater intensity at the younger typical ages, it raises your blood pressure, it constricts blood vessels. Those co- that combination is not just great. Ages, it just ages you then. Yeah, immune system. It can weaken your immune system. Kidneys. Ongoing meth use can lead to kidney damage. Teeth. We all know that. Skin. Uh, meth can cause extreme itching, which can lead to sores if you pick at your skin. Yeah, you see that a lot. doesn't say anything about bones, but it it's I can't changes see it people's I can't, I facial can't, structure. Yeah, I can't see it. Not not a f- look up that meth and facial structure. Do a meth before and after. Oh God, I can't images. watch those. They're really not, they're really not fun. I mean, this gal. Some are really beautiful. Fun. And that second <sighs> one, that's terrible. This one, like, see how it just changes the way your face looks? Is it because you just lose? Weight? Well, she's well, her teeth are gone. Yeah, her teeth are dead. That's that does change it then. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I don't know. In this one, she looks pretty pleased with herself in her <laughs> after. Uh, she looks like an evil human being. Yeah. You ever, That's uh, another thing, too. I think that drugs sometimes, certain drugs will, they just make you a bad person. Like you would, you will do whatever. You don't care. You don't, you don't have a conscience. Yeah. It renders you without a conscience. So. Yeah. My brother just sort of completely changed after. Man, I feel so bad about that. It wasn't even his fault. No, yeah, he was in a terrible car accident, and he was and prescribed. They just loaded him up with fucking loaded opiates. Loaded him up with them, and, and you're going to have to be on these for the rest of your life. That's what they told him, because they couldn't fix everything that was fucked up with him. And and then they just yanked it up right up from underneath him? Is that what they did? No. But it just destroyed him. It just destroyed him. Oh, fuck. And he came back. He was on his way back, and then I guess his heart exploded or something. I don't know. Dude, I'm sorry. It's okay. I know. I mean, I just, I know you guys deal with things very well. I mean, I was thinking about families and their strengths, and one of your guys' families, your family's strength is dealing with tragedy. You're 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 very good at dealing with it. Um, most, especially because of gallows humor, you know. Yeah. I mean, the thing with your dad and then telling your sister it should have been you. That was one of the funniest fucking things. But it, it was only funny to me because I knew you. I was like, that's so on brand. And everyone's like, that's horrible. I'm like, ah, eh, you got to know the guy. Was that in a Facebook argument? Yes. <laughs> now, your sister posted something about your dad or something like that. Like, you know, some kind of nice, heartfelt thing. It yeah. was sweet. And then you, and put, you just underneath. put underneath it and said it should have been you. <laughs> That's so rude. Oh, dude. Uh, and I think one of your cousins was like, clutched their pearls so bad it almost killed them. Yeah, fuck them. Well, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> she thought it was funny, I bet. I know she thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like that Dutch. What oh, a scamp. Oh, boy. I guess we should play. The, that's not the song I want to play. <laughs> Where's the. Oh. There we go. It's not on. We've been doing this for seven years. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, whoa! Whoa! Not came in hot. Yeah. We the best. <laughs> 
good. Turn them shits up. I can't hear it. Who's that Turn guy? It up. DJ Khaled. He always just screams in the middle of the song. Fucking we the best music. He's terrible. <laughs> I've never heard a song of his, but I've just heard people make fun of that. Well, I've just. Uh, just is he music just a in general is just garbage. Is he just a producer or is he like a rapper and all that stuff? Too? I mean, but how do you sit there with a straight face and listen to that crap and think it's good? You know, I'm not talking about hip hop. There's, I was a, I'm a 90s hip hop head. I love that shit. The Tribe Called Quest. You know, I, I don't listen Wu-Tang? to Tang. Uh, fairly big Wu Tang fan. Um, I was more of a De La Soul tribe, uh, Gangstar, Common. Um, you're in the more thoughtful. So. Yeah, very. I mean, that's very on brand for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna nothing, nothing frivolous. You know, it's. Yeah, I, I never got into the uh, most of it. I was into Dre. I was into Snoop. Of course, I like that. That stuff. That stuff. Just, that it you, just sounds so good. It does. It does. I mean, that's not. That's not. It's not possible to dislike it. I don't think. Yeah. So even if you, you without just take the rap out of it, have no sure. lyrics over top of it. Those beats are. Amazing, they are. But the thing about it was, is that I I was definitely an East Coast style of hip hop fan. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm talking more like um, Tribes beats, especially were that jazzy, mm-hmm. you know. And they didn't um, like if you went to see Tribe live, there would be a big old band behind them playing, yeah. playing the songs, yeah. And then you had people like Talib Kweli, and you had you know they're just you had all this whole group of positivity, this whole uh, trying to advance. You know, African American interests and stuff like that. It was great, you know, and it was huge. It was this big movement with like three groups, and then they, uh, you know, and then they bring it out, and there was no negativity about it. There was no hatred. There was no, you know, hate these people, do this. No, there's none of that stuff. And um, it was, it was really big. And I remembered admi- admiring them for, you know, trying to keep that. And I just, you know, I just became a huge Tribe Called Quest fan. But it's now, one of the things I'd, um, I don't remember when it happened. I think late late nineties, everything in hip hop became about bragging about how dope you it's are. Big Willieism, you know, like not how dope you are. It's cool to brag about how nice you are on the mic. Sure, brag about that. It, but what bragging you about had. all your money and exactly. shit like that. I can't handle that shit. I, I I don't like, I don't like vulgarity for vulgarity's sake. You know, it's like. I don't care to say fuck. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not talking about vulgarity. For me, there's a difference between, but you, you, vulgarity s- is, uh, being obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious and there's nothing to it. Like bragging about your wealth. That's right. vulgarity. That's know? very vulgar. I get that. Um, I think that a comedian who all they do is cuss is vulgar. Mm-hmm. I don't care if that's all you do is cuss as long as it fits your act and you're good. Yeah. If you're, you're just throwing fucks and shits and, that and it's it's not like Bill Burr is vulgar shit, but he's not vulgar. I mean, it's just it, to me, vulgar is another classification of word that means that there's nothing good about it. You know, it's just. Yeah. But it, then it's so attra- like um, hip hop turned into this thing about you know girls talking about their vaginas and you know guys talking about their dicks and all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah, I don't fucking care. I'm sure you have a nice vagina. You're a very attractive woman, Nicki Minaj, but I don't need to fucking hear about it all the fucking time. Yeah, and country, modern country music is is bragging about how big your truck is, you're cooler. Like, I don't know how much they get paid to shout out all these different brands. You see what I'm saying? The, yeah. the whole thing is so fucking disheartening sometimes. But then... Then you got your Sturgill Simpson. You do. I was, I was just getting ready to mention him that he is... It's almost worth that shit existing so you can see how good something else is. You know what I mean? It's like um, Coulter Wall, that guy. I don't think I've heard him. 
He's the he's the guy. He's um, real deep voice, super mm-hmm. young, deep voice. We played him. On yes, the, I remember hearing that. Now back. I did like that very much. The devil wears a suit and tie. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's just I love that kind of stuff. Um, punk is I might get called out on that. I mean, it's brash and it's all that stuff, but I, I don't know. It, it has. Um, I think it has usually has a. Well, for one, the music's good. Like the fucking uh, the loved ones, I have gotten into them so fucking much lately. That, that, that's that's the song I played last time when we when we uh, went off the air. Um, they have a song called um, Jane that I played on here before, and you can just open the. They have such a huge sound and just a trio. So listen to that song and tell me that's not just fucking great. Loved one, and you're not the be- biggest fan of that, but it's. You said Jane. Jane. I'm sick of feeling like I lost this fight. Sick of praying up the wrongs and rights. I like how they pan the guitar all the way to the left, right? That's a and they're like Springsteen a Springsteen song. It is. It is. That's one of the reasons I love him so much. When he said, "Well, I got this guitar, and I, I can barely play." Yeah. Is what he said. Yeah, I like this. See, this is the the style of punk and stuff that I like. You know, it's it's just rock. It's rock music. You know, the the stuff that's atonal, the stuff that I I mean, uh, the Sex Pistols. I, I have to give them credit for being there and helping create what it became but I don't like it and I don't you know God Save the Queen is a decent song um, Anarchy in the UK I like that's a good song um, well it's like uh, I'm not the big I like the Misfits for the Misfits being the Misfits you know what I mean but that doesn't mean I'm a huge Misfits fan I'm not yeah. um, I, I love some, some of their songs are great punk songs Hybrid Moments is a great song Hybrid Hybrid Moments that's just a fucking great tune it's probably my favorite Misfits song. <laughs> Danzig. I know. <laughs> he's, he's Elvis and Jim Morrison. And <laughs> he did an Elvis covers album. I'm sure he did. We'll find it. <laughs> I mean, that, you can see the appeal of that. That's just oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a good song. I mean, yeah. you don't think Eddie Vedder was influenced by this? <laughs> I mean, everybody who's anybody in fucking... Uh, in uh, Seattle, owned at least one Misfits album. You know, mother. I want to find that fucking Elvis album. There he is. <laughs> this is gonna be entertaining. He can sing, man. No, he can't. He's not a bad singer. Here's the thing: he did deep cuts of Elvis. I'm so sure that's so him. I don't that- really recognize most of the songs. I know Young and Beautiful. I recognize that. It was in um, Joe House Rock. There's such a 50s vibe about good punk. Like, that's my favorite thing. Like, um, you take the Teen Idols or, you know, uh, the Misfits have a 80s and 50s vibe. You know, I love the teen oils. They all have leather jackets and they got the hair and all that shit. And the girl has pigtails in. She's always blowing a bubble in the pictures. Like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's the attitude. It's so appealing to me. It's so much fun. Yeah, he can sing. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, but then you have, um, like, uh, 
Pearl Jam could knock out a punk tune like nobody's business. Fucking mm-hmm. Yield is a punk tune. Yield? Yeah. That's an album. Isn't that the name of the, the song, though? No, the, the song I played last time? Yes. It's, I thought it's the uh, name of that song's Brain of Jay. That song's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, they have lots of punk That's crap. a punk tune. Punk-ish crap. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to say I lo- it's crap. I lo- No, it isn't. I mean, some of it is. Like, uh, you know, there's even stuff that I like that's, I know it's like virtually without merit, you know, like uh, the Pussycat Dolls. I'm not the Pussycat Dolls. The, uh, uh, what is it? Josie and the Pussycats. I like a song by them. You yeah. know, it's like, and it's a cover of something else, but you what know. about the Cro-Mags? Have you ever heard the Cro-Mags? Of course I've heard the Cro-Mags. Cro-Mags, uh, the Cro- members of the Cro-Mags and Quicksand went on to form a band with a member of Helmet called, I actually kind of like that. Um, see, this is more uh, people's idea of what punk is. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I actually kind of like that. Um, but, Members of the Cro-Mags and Quicksand and then Helmet formed a band called Handsome. And they had a fucking, they were a great fucking hardcore, like, punkish rock group. They had a song, their best song was called, uh, uh, it's called Ride Down. Um, there you go. So, you know. They had one album, man, and it was like, I, I think I'm the only person who bought it. You know? 1997. <laughs> yeah. Nice melody. Yeah. Can't tell what time signature this is. Well, it breaks two. Now it's in four. It's a great tune, man. And then they, bro- they break again, and then it's like the chorus is like more of a wave. Yeah. It's coming. That's nah, next one. Because it's like ride down and it's like goes back up and it's one, two, three, one, two, one, one, two, one, two, three, one. I guess that's three, four there, I guess. I'm probably wrong. I mean they had I, I just thought it was a tremendous album I, and I I really should have all the evidence staring me in the face that I should have been a punk fan back then. Bad religion, handsome, you know, all this stuff. And I and I more enjoyed like a to the point straight ahead you know rock tune than i did like thrash was good i like thrash and everything but it's almost like i had to make myself like thrash after to a point um once i started hearing punk tunes i really liked i'm like uh, there is no effort in this i'm just speaking of thrash dave mustaine's on rogue and i haven't heard it yet but oh shit i think really be very interesting fuck yeah he's a brilliant dude man yeah he's a really smart guy yeah um very had a lot of trouble he had a stroke Mm. um he Talk about a guy who b- never saw, never. You know how the, the 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 it's the AA thing where you like. Well, you can look. It depends. It, you can choose the window you look out of. You know, you can look out at shit or you can look out at the sunny day. That is your option. He, he's a guy who always looked out at shit. He always said, "Well, I'm the guy who got kicked out of Metallica." You formed Megadeth, who I think was a better thrash group, and a lot of people do. I mean, and they've never really strayed away from that. They haven't, but and but they seem to always be shadowing what Metallica did. Like, okay, Metallica did uh, Injustice for All, which is a lot of political corruption, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Right after that, I think the year after that, or that year, they released Rust in Peace, which is like 
classic thrash album. It has uh, fucking Hangar 18 on it, Lucretia, which is my favorite fucking Megadeth. Almost name one of my bands, Hangar 18. That's a great fucking name. To, I mean, that's a great song. Um, and they always had a more punkish element. Like they, you know, they had a lot of downstrom. They had a lot of. You had a you know, uh, choice of what's one Megadeth song to play. Uh, Lucretia. Lucretia. Look that up. That's on Rest in Peace. There's no, there's songs, there's other songs that are more famous, but that song has always liked the guitar. This is the 2004 remaster of Lucretia. It sounds good. God damn, it's good stuff, dude. He had Mustaine himself, who was a great guitar player. Yeah. And Marty Friedman, who's fucking amazing. So at the beginning, did Megadeth have, or not Megadeth, Metallica have three guitarists? Or did uh, Dave get kicked out for... Um, uh, Dave got kicked out f- for um, Kirk Hammett to join the band, essentially. Why don't just have th- three guitars? Uh-huh. Yeah. Why don't just have three guitars just going nuts? Right. I mean, it's it's... This song is like such a great song, because um, then they do that later and they have like a. But I love that album, and then Metallica released their departure album, really, which was the Black album. Um, and which I'm was the, loaded with hits. It was, and I'm not shitting on it, but it just wasn't a good Metallica album. It was a good rock album. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but it the, was more along the lines of what was going on then. Then it come out in ninety two, ninety one, ninety one. So it came out with. Pearl Jam and Nirvana. Right. And they were like, it was Bob Rock. They got Bob Rock to take over and everybody shits on Bob Rock. But Bob, they hired Bob Rock to do a thing and he did that thing. He's like, we know, we don't need for summer. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Cliff Burton died. That's what happened. And Jason Newstead probably would have been along the lines of Cliff Burton, but he didn't have a say in the band. By that point, Cliff Burton, I guarantee, was the driving creative force behind that band and he was calling the shots. Even if he wasn't calling the shots. You know what I mean? Like he was enough of a, for one thing, he's a big dude. Cliff, not like, Jacked or anything, but he was tall and he was a very intimidating. He was a guy. presence, yeah. And he was, you know, I'm sure he could keep keep Lars Ulrich in line. Like, we're not doing that because I fucking said so. You know, it's like, well, I don't want to release a, a fucking uh, instrumental tuner album. We're fucking doing it. Fuck off, you know. And then he gives himself a big bass solo. And it's the greatest fucking thing. <laughs> they ever. released an instrumental album, an instrumental, an instrumental song. Okay, on Master of Puppets. Yes. Okay. Actually, they had one on Ride the Lightning, if I'm not mistaken, as well. But um, I never cared for Ride the Lightning nearly as much as I did uh, Master of Puppets. I used to be such a thrash. I could have name off all this shit. Um, but then Metallica released, like, back to the point, Metallica released the Black Album, which was huge. And then Megadeth comes up right after and releases Countdown to Extinction, which was also fucking huge. And it had... Radio rock tunes it count, uh, Symphony of Destruction You know Was their that, fucking Inner Sandman That was their biggest one On here Yeah I mean it's a And it's a good tune man But it's you know It's like he could never Be satisfied with Doing his own thing He always had to shadow What they did yeah, There's always that It's a good nice Crunchy beginning To the song too I always liked it They were always more... One thing that he did do in Defiance Metallica, though, they were always more bass-heavy. Yeah. 
Like they even had a song where the opening riff was a bass riff. Uh, Peace sells, but who's buying? I mean, it became like it's one of the most famous bass riffs in history. Um, which is a great fucking name of a song too. Peace sells, but who's buying? Yeah. I mean, that's fucking awesome. Um, it's it's iconic. Um, he had a big rotating group of musicians coming through the band. The only, the only constants were him and Dave Ellison. They used to call him Dave Jr. They had a big break. I would like to hear about that. Hmm. I, I would ask him that question. Be like, what happened with Dave? You guys were partners. You were partners through everything. He was in every iteration of the band. I think. I think he was even on the first Megadeth album. And um, was, was a great bassist, you know. Um, and they were like the... They were like the Megadeth, Lars Ulrich and and uh, Jason News. I mean, uh, James Hetfield. That was like their same dynamic, pretty much. Um, only they were Ulrich and 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 uh, and um, Hetfield. Hetfield have a more. They had a very contentious relationship at times, like because it was, it was a very Paul and John deal. Both very creative. Lars was already always more. Business oriented Mm -hmm. Um, The whole thing with Napster Dude You don't realize How uncool that made you Because You were the same Fucking band That used to pass out Free copies of your album Just because you wanted To spread the music out And now you have a problem With problem sharing with 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 file sharing all that shit, how much fucking money do you need? You were made at that point. You should have been like, guys, coming up. I'm sorry, but this is kind of what we always wanted, and the music business isn't going to be what it was. That's what he should have done. You don't make money anymore by selling out. I mean, you get some, but sure. like it's touring. It's touring. People want to see Metallica on stage. Exactly. So I just feel like you know the 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 holy trinity of thrash. We can do a whole deep dive on thrash. That's a, actually a really interesting topic. Is, um, in my opinion, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer. You know, um, I loved a lot of Slayer tunes. I wasn't that massive of a Slayer fan, but I did like them. Uh, War Ensemble was my favorite Slayer song. I used to listen to it going, before going out and playing football. Um, this says the uh, top, the big four of metal or Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax. Anthrax. I just got your. Uh, I just got your thing about the Game of Thrones book. That's okay. I, actually, I'll run back now to the house and grab Fire and Blood. I'll bring it back up to you. Fire and Blood. That's the. That's one. the history of the Targaryen family. I'm very interested in all that. Yeah, I'd also like to read the Duncan Egg. I'm, that will be here tomorrow. Okay, like it's uh, my copy of Night of the Seven Kingdoms. So is that the newest one, or is that the what's well, a collection one? of novellas? Yeah, but. Oh, it's all three. There's only one, yeah. I mean, there's only there's, one. There's three Duncan Egg books, yes. right? Three, three novellas. You've got uh, The Hedge Knight, which is probably still my favorite. It's a great fucking story. That's I've been that's studying he, up on this. And that's where like, he fights. We can talk about that, too. That's where he fights. There's a Targaryen prince um, beating up this girl. Yes. Breaks one of her fingers. So he just goes, and he's a big dude. He just he doesn't know. That he, exactly. He doesn't know no, he's a Targaryen. Or, no, he knows. He just doesn't give he a shit. He just doesn't give a he's shit. A, he's a big, dumb idiot, but he's a good well, man. Well, that's what they always talk to me. Uh, that's what his master, uh, his who knighted him, he's called him uh, Lunk, uh, uh, Dunk Lunk, thick as a castle wall. He's to fuck with him, you know, but he's a pretty good man to him. Um, taught him how to fight and all that stuff. But um, Arston was his name. I think yeah, he goes and breaks up the guy beating up the woman. Yes, and, and then, then 
And they're getting ready to behead him or do whatever it is they do. They're going to take his hand off. Yeah. And then Egg comes out. Right. Egg steps up. But the thing about it is, is that Egg's like 11. He's like this tiny little fellow. He's probably even younger. He might be 10. Shaved head. Yeah. Well, his hair was white and silver, so they wanted to shave all. He couldn't hide the eyes, though. Yeah. That's why he always kept his eyes downcast, because he had violet eyes like a lot of them do. Um, And he steps up and says something, and then the guy presiding the case is Baylor Breakspear, who is this beloved Targaryen prince. He's... He's the heir apparent, and he's like he won't even be king at that point. But he's just so everybody's waiting for him to just become this guy, and everybody loves him, and you know the whole realm loves him. Even people who hate each other love Baylor Breakspeare. And um, he says they're going to have a trial by seven, which is an old thing. Where you collect six men to fight with you, the plaintiff or the defendants, uh, well, the plaintiff collects six, you collect six, you have a big fucking joust and melee, and then it's just, it's essentially just a melee, but it starts on horseback, and which melees typically don't. And whoever wins, the gods have decided, the seven have decided, yeah. trial by seven, you know. So, um, Dunk at first isn't having, is having trouble recruiting. He recruits. Lionel Baratheon, who is the coolest fucking character ever, I've the laughing a, storm. Yeah, okay, I've read about. Yeah. I've I've watched videos about. Like I'm right. I feel like I know a lot now just mm-hmm. from watching all these videos of people breaking down stuff. Right. There's a channel called Alt Shift X. Does a really good job breaking down. There's one called Lightbringer. You should check. Yeah, out. I've, yeah. I've been watching him too, mm-hmm. and it. They do a really good job breaking it down. The Alt Shift X guy has like infographics about everything. That's up. awesome. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see him. Yeah. Um, he gets Lionel Baratheon. He gets uh, he, at first he got two of the Fossilways. Um, the Fossilways are from uh, they're from High, like from High Garden or or down around High Garden. Um, I I haven't read it in a while, so I'd have to brush back back up on it. The older one is is uh, you know kind of a prick, so he says he'll fight with Dunk. Um, and then his cousin's going to fight with him, who's a little bit younger, and he fucks with him and says, well, he's a green apple because he's not quite ripe yet. So as they're getting ready to fight, he paints the apple on his shield green. And then that actually split the family because then after you had red apple fossways and green apple fossways, because that guy went on to found his own family, not because of this, but just because that was one of the things that he didn't like that cousin, and they kind of they weren't. Friends after that anymore. He did, he had no respect for him after that. Um, who else did he get to fight for with him? He got uh, there was so there was um, I can't remember all the guys he got to fight with. We should look that up because I'd be once I see it, I'll be able to describe. Uh, I heard uh, the George, attributes. George R. R. Martin doesn't want them to start the Duncan Egg uh, series until he's done with the Duncan Egg books. Well, the last. Um, I think there's going to be one more. Yeah. He's got a lot to do. This well, way. the thing that's the last one I think is going to be, it's not going to end well either. That's the thing about uh, George R. R. Martin stuff. I think the last one's going to be about the disaster at Summerhall. The summer, Summerhall is where uh, Aegon died. Yeah, that's the, where the big fire off. got got cut, took place and they burned everybody and Duncan and Dunk died. He, he died. he died in that too. Mm-hmm. Killed so many good people That's where it really Started the collapse Of the realm Because he was known As Aegon the Unlikely Because he was like Fifth in line And then 
you know, a bunch of shit happened, and then he became the king. And tried to get Maester Aemon. Right, and he like, wouldn't take it. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about that tying in together when at the end of his life, he he's laying in that bed, and Talk he said, Egg? Egg, I had a terrible dream. I was an old man, and I couldn't, and I was cold, and I couldn't get warm anymore. That's fucking so just sad. Whew, you know, and it, and it gives you a chill because it you know about all this stuff. Uh. Yeah, they've mentioned in the show, they mentioned Sir Duncan Tall a few times. Yeah. So you know they're going to, that's them planting a little seed to make a series about right. it. And Nymeria and the 10,000 ships, they've mentioned that. Right. They did like almost a five minute thing about it on the House of the Dragon. So you know they're going to do that. Right. Which will be cool. Let's see. I mean, that Nymeria was, um, it was Arya's hero. Sure. A lot of little girls here. Yeah. You know, uh, she's from, it was a rival uh, city to Valyria and they lost. Um, and so she just decided to leave and come to, and then the whole saga about them coming to Dorne. And they, if you're coming to Westeros, why pick the shittiest place to fucking <laughs> live? I mean, it's a fucking desert. I mean, and the Roynar are warm weather people. But there's other places in, but I'm sure there's all the places were spoken for. Like you had the first men holding in the Andals were there by by that time too, I think. So, all right, here are the here's the lineup of the participants in the trial by seven. On the good guy side, you have Sir Dunk, Prince Baylor Targaryen. Baylor Breakspear fought on his side. The laughing Sir Lionel Baratheon, Sir Raymond Fossaway, who was the Green Apple Fossaway, Sir Robin Risling, Sir Humphrey Beesberry. And Sir Humphrey Harding. I like the fact there was two Humphreys, and they and they did that like Humphrey. They they did it somehow that was like really humorous. And then on the king on uh, Arian, it's Arian Brightflame who was the who was the I think that's the one. It was Prince Arian, Prince Maker Makar, who was uh, Amon, Aegon, and Arian's dad. Big strong warrior guy had the. Baylor was actually dark headed. He's one of the few. Uh, his mother was from Dorne. So he's one of the few Targaryens that wasn't uh, almost pure uh, uh, Valyrian. Sir Willem Wilde, who's a ma- ma- member of the Kingsguard. Sir Roland Craycall, who's a member of the Kingsguard. The Craycalls are all big, strong motherfuckers. Um, and Sir Donald of Duskdale and Sir Stephen Fossaway, who was Sir Raymond's cousin. So that, those are the ones that met in the trial by combat in the Hedge Knight. Um, that fight boils down to Arians got him down. Dunk is down, but the greatest line is he can beat Sir Duncan the Tall, but he can't beat he can't beat Dunk from um, he can't beat Dunk from Flea Bottom. So yeah. then he fucking like wrestles him on the ground, gets him down. He takes a shield, he's banging his fucking face, <laughs> and he opens his fucking his uh, face mask, and he's got a fucking dirk on him. He's like yield. He's like I yield, and then it's over, you know. But he Dunk got really hurt, got hurt pretty bad. But the worst part about it is though is that. Uh, Nobody knows who struck the blow. I think Maker probably struck the blow. Baylor Breakspear dies oh. after because he gets hit in the back of the head and it crushed his skull and he and it killed him. So the heir to the Duncan is actually in in large part responsible for the collapse of the Targaryen family in that <laughs> in that sense. But Aegon the Unlikely was a good king. He was a yeah, really that's good what king. I've, I've heard. Well, what they were trying to do, and here's the thing, here's the storyline that I am so upset that they didn't include in the game, in the original Game of Thrones show, is that um, uh, Varys, who is a Blackfire, I don't give a fuck what anybody says, that guy's a fucking they never, Blackfire. 
There's they so fucking much that just they... cut it out because it was it was big, and they were going to tell you who he was because there was that line. It's like, who are you? Who do you serve? And he's like, the realm. Somebody has to, because he felt a responsibility. And also, when you're sacrificing somebody, you're taking their blood, killing somebody, doing somebody in or something like that, cutting their balls off if they're a nobody, does you no fucking good. You need a king's blood. So, so the best thing to do is cut his balls off so he can't have kids. There's no, well, no lineage. No, there. it's because his balls and his blood are so valuable because he's a member of the Targaryen dynasty. Even though they're on the wrong side of the sheets, they're still Targaryens. And that's why he always shaved his head. He didn't have the eyes, but he shaved his head. Um, I'd be willing to bet that uh, um, Illyrio Mopatis was also tied in to... Illyrio, he's the guy that uh, took the uh, dragon eggs. Yes. Right? Okay. I, I'd be willing to bet that he was also involved with the Targaryens somehow, like the, the Blackfires. So anyway... That guy never showed back up either. No, and he actually has showed back up in the books. Tyrion, the, he, the, the, he ships Tyrion to him in a wine, in a wine keg. <laughs> and then they just kind of... You know, uh, dude, it's Tyrion. In the books, Jon Snow is still dead, right? He's no, but, back yet. but the, 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 the same... Right, they killed him at the end of Dance of Dragons. And like he's not been brought back. Yet. No, but he's going to be. Oh, definitely, because he looks at Ghost right before he dies and just says Ghost, and then, and then now in the books he can he'll he shift his consciousness, but into he doesn't ghosts. know how to do that. Oh, he's he hasn't. He's not aware that, that he can do that. Yeah, he's a warg, but he doesn't really know that he is. That's one thing I wish they'd put into the show is everybody's a warg in the in the Starks. Right, that'd be so cool. Everybody can. Well, most of them were Sansa was. Um, we never showed her doing it. No, because in the book she is. Yeah. Um, Arya is. John is. Uh, Rickon was. Bran is. Boy, he got fucked over in the show. Yeah, I mean, but the, what are you gonna do with that character? Like, um, there's so many of them. There's so many cool, cool so much cool shit. But the, the the thing I was saying is that um, uh, Varys had this kid who he claimed was Rhaegar. Yeah. 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 What the. They gave him a different name. He was on a ship. He he was uh, he was on a on a river ship with John Connington, mm -hmm. who was a friend of Rhaegar's, who fought the Battle of the Bells, and he actually had almost killed Robert. Like they had to move Robert from keep moving him from different places because he was wounded, and he finally Robert being Robert recovered in three days and was able to fight a battle because he's Robert fucking Baratheon. That motherfucker was nasty. I don't care what anybody says. Give him some wine. <laughs> Somebody blow this man. <laughs> Let him go. He was, he was a badass. You've got to go do a deep dive on Robert uh, Targaryen. I mean, Robert Baratheon. He was a badass. Um, but who else is in there? Um, there's a Septa who's not a Septa. Um, I actually think that she's... What is a Septa? A Septa is like a nun. Okay. Who serves yeah. the seven. Um, and then, uh, you know, Tyrion goes out with him and they're on the ship. Um, his name was, uh, young Griff and then yeah, there was old Griff, you know, and then there was, uh, Sir Duck who was like this big knight teaching him how to fight. So, um, the greatest line, actually, I'll try to punch that up about what Varys actually says, cause it's a great quote. Varys on being a king. I just remember this, one of the first things Ned says to him, or he calls him Lord Varys, and he goes, you know, you're under no obligation to call me a lord. And Ned goes, but for some reason, everybody does. Right. Varys is, um, he's one of the, I love Varys. He was one of my favorite characters. In the book, he's a little bit different. They make him very, um, 
they make him very like effeminate in the book and he's not in the show. And I think that was an improvement. I think, cause he's much more likable that way. And he's so he exudes all that power. Like he, they call him the spider. Nobody has any respect for him, but a lot of people are fucking afraid of him mm-hmm. and they should be, you know, because he's, um, let's see, various quotes on Goodreads. Um, he's, he's got all kinds about fucking little finger. He fucking hates him. I, they, I they, think everybody hates little finger. Well, they should. He sucks. Um, Anyway, I can't find the quote, but the general idea of it is, is like all the people vying for the throne now believe it's their right, not their responsibility. Mm -hmm. He said, this kid has been taught from an age. He knows what it is to be hungry, to be afraid, to be all those things. He knows how to fight. He knows mercy. He knows all these things. That's why he'll make a great king. And he's fucking right. I mean, that kid, if they could install him on the throne, would be a great king. I mean, he, he... he, you can see how good of a kid he is. Like just in all the interactions he has with people, he's smart. He's he is very kind, but he's also tough. And he's just this kid who's been raised properly. You know, you you can't have people in power who want that power, who just for the power's sake. I mean, you that goes to, all the way down to being a middle manager somewhere. Fuck yes, Anybody or wants a manager enough? at a fucking restaurant. Yeah. If they want the power, you can't fucking trust them. But I love the fact. Um, there was one thing that happened though that they don't that in the book, and I thought this was a nice nod to it. Uh, John Connington and them had elephants that they were going to bring with the Golden Company and stuff. I was like told that. there would be elephants. Yeah, and Searcy had a thing like, <laughs> "I wanted those elephants." <laughs> yeah. so, I always thought that was pretty good. But um, no, nah, man, we can get into fucking uh, Fire and Blood. I mean, House of the Dragon, and you want to get into that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's favorite thing it up. Sure. Pull up the old soundboard. In book. My favorite thing. Favorite things. Well, I mean, let's just get it right into it. Uh, House of the Dragon, it's done perfectly. It's exactly everything it should be, and in so many fucking ways. For one thing, Matt Smith, this is the role of a lifetime for him. He and he chewed it up. Rules. Yeah, he does. Damon, I told everybody to watch Damon. He's the most amazing character. He's got such a bad side, but then he's also got this very like brave and you know, almost chivalrous side to him. You know, he's, he's a true Targaryen and that he's uh quicksilver. You never know what he's going to do. He might do something good, might do something bad, but it's always going to be something big, you know? So, um, his dragon is, I think, Cyrax. Cyraxis, I think. Or it's Caraxes. Carax- something like that. Caraxes. But he's all, he's sort of deformed. He's yeah. Long and skinny. And yeah. He's kind of got wing. He doesn't have back legs, right? His back legs are sort of wing like. I don't know. I'd have to, I didn't see that. I'll show you that the CGI on the dragons is amazing. The very opening it is really scene, good. The opening scene where um, Renera is riding Rhaenyra, in on a dragon, yeah. mm-hmm. and it they're getting ready to go over top of a building, and the dragon moves his legs just in case he hits the, right. Uh, he hits the top, so he can just keep he can run right. over top of the building. It's really good. That was man. really good. It is. That's it's one of those so attention small, to nobody detail. would have noticed mm-hmm. it. Um, what was I looking up? Uh, oh yeah, uh, his dragon, Caraxes or Syraxes. Dragon. 
me see. It is Jesus Christ. Rhaenyra's is Cyrax is the name of her dragon. I'd like to get a nice detailed shot of it from the show. The book, I'm sure, is, that's one thing that George R. R. Martin told them is to make the dragons different from each other, sure. so you can tell who's who. Right. The same person. That's a really has good to ride idea. The same dragon right. because you couldn't, other than Drogon being bigger. The other two dragons. Unless you got real close to them, <laughs> you couldn't tell there was any real right. difference in them. Um, we haven't seen. I know that's going to be a scene when they're going to roll out Vagar. Vagar is the oldest dragon maybe in the world, and he's a fucking monster. He's so big. He's almost as big as Balerion was. They got Balerion's skull yeah, in there. It's fucking huge. It's 40 feet He could drive wide. a fucking ox cart down the middle of it. He could swallow an aurex or a mammoth. I mean, that's how big fucking Balerion was. Not finding any good uh, pictures of, but uh, uh, yeah, he he definitely is distinctive. Um, one of the princes has one named Silverwing or something like that, and it's you know it's a it's one of the, or son I can't remember. It's a beautiful dragon, not very big, you know. Um, and like I said, they start the, they start this history with eighteen dragons. They finish with two. Yeah. So it's like uh, they really just they tore each other apart, you know. Um, I think that uh, Patty Constantine, great, did so good. I think that he's going to be the unsung uh, Emmy guy in this because his character is he is weak, but he's kind. Viserys is a very kind person. He's a very sweet man. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. A king or a monarch has to be balanced in virtually all things. You can't be too much of one thing or too much of another, or you're not going to be successful. Too kind, you're too weak. People are going to run over you. Too mean, you're too cruel, and people are going to fucking conspire against Try you. Try to kill you. Man. Right. You, uh, you can't be... Um, you cannot be a drunk. You cannot be a lecher. You cannot be any of those things because you have so much responsibility on you. you they've had Targaryen kings that took that very seriously and were great kings. Uh, Aegon the Unlikely was a great king. Um, he came in a time when the Targaryens' power was on the wane because they had no dragons. So there's that. Had he been in the time when they had been dragons, he probably would have think been the best Targaryen king. Um, Aegon was a great king because Aegon was he didn't really have a cruel streak, but he was a great warrior. But he also had uh, Visenya and uh, and Rhaenys beside him. So um, Visenya and Rhaenys, that's that's his sisters. <clears throat> Rhaenys is the queen that never was, right? Well, that's another Rainies. Okay. Yeah. They keep using, they use names. Well, they do over. repeat names like families do. That's just what they do. Yeah. Right. Um, the Rainies, that, that's not the Rainies that came over during the conquest. Um, the conquest, what Rainies was the, the more feminine sister. Visenya was a warrior. Visenya wore, uh, wielded Dark Sister, which, by the way, is a great name for a fucking sword. Great name. Blackfire's uh, is, uh, that's the, the the sword that Patty Constantine has had his hand on. That's Blackfire. Oh, yeah? That's the thing that causes the formation of the Blackfire, uh, the bastard Targaryen Blackfire. Will they ever dynasty. get to that, I wonder? Um, they have 200 sure years. They, they, well, one of the things that they need to do to tie into that is, okay, you can do two more seasons on these things alone. You can do a season about the conquest with Aegon and his two sisters. That would be incredibly interesting. Way fucking expensive to make because you have to depict Valyria, which is going to be I want to see virtually one about, all CGI. I want to see one about the doom. 
Well, it get, the doom is it gets into that. You know, I mean, they, they fled the doom to come. They weren't even the most powerful dragon rider family. There was just a family. There was just lots of dragon riders there. Yeah, and they were like not. They weren't even part of the the real uh, high up power structure. It's like they sensed something and left Valyria. They did because of uh, of Danies, the dreamer. She dreamt about the doom of Valyria, and they heeded what she said. And then Valyria just blew up. Um. You could do a season about that. You can do all the things that happened that, like I've discussed before, the, the great moments like when uh, Visenya is, goes to the Vale and, or, or the Airy and is sitting there waiting on the Queen of the Airy to come out, and she's got that kid on her lap and her dragon sitting behind her. You know, uh, Kar- uh, I can't remember which one she, read, she rode. Um, and the Queen of, you know, because they were still – kingdom you know the 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 airy and the veil were still a kingdom to themselves yeah and the little kid they always said the little kid got on the dragon a king and got off the dragon a lord so that i love that whole scene where it's it's just vicenia wasn't a mean person but she was definitely there was definitely there was menace there but there was also moment of kindness like because the woman was just like is he going to be all right and she's like they always the way I, it's written. I always thought is she kind of nods her head, like being nice, is like yeah, he'll be fine. But you know, basically saying you need you are going to surrender, you know, because if you don't, he's not going to be. Mm. And this and dragon, she means this dragon will eat him. Is basically what she says, and she's basically saying I don't want to do that. I'm not a bad person, but I will do it. And you know, and then that's the thing where she. They're getting ready to take off. He's like, I'm getting ready to ride the nice lady's dragon. It's going to be fun. He's just a little kid. And that's when she says, well, you better give me your crown. You don't want to drop it. So she takes his crown, lays on the ground. Her crown lays on the ground. Have all of her, the members of her knights and all that stuff come and lay their swords on the ground. Goes in, closes the door behind her. And they won the the war for the veil without ever fucking firing a shot basically so i thought that was one of the better moments it would make a, a great cinematic moment i can imagine that game of thrones music playing behind it and the i see things very cinematically i would i would start with the shot at the woman's back and she's like looking around for a kid and then she walks out and then there's just a kid sitting there looking at her and then there's Visenya sitting there and then that dragon's head <laughs> crumbs around is like beside her you know that'd be a great fucking moment yeah you could do one of that then you could do one of uh the end of the Targaryen dynasty, really, which was the end of the Blackfires. The Blackfires were the last gasp of the Targaryen family. The War of the Nine Penny Kings, where you had um, – it was called so because somebody said – I can't remember who said it, It's like, well, we've got kings popping up like nine pennies, you know, and uh, which is just a penny, really. And um, Sir – Barristan, Sir Sir Barristan Selmy kills after cutting through like ten men, kills the last Blackfire in single combat. Maylee is the monstrous. Maylee is the monstrous. He had a he had a parasitic twin growing on his shoulder. Oh yeah, and he had a fucking yeah. It's fucking and Sir Barristan. I would like to see him as a young man and just depict how fuck how much of a fucking badass he actually was. Who would you have play him? Young Sir Barristan. that's a good question. British, of course. Um, Jude Law. 
that would actually be a fine choice, but I would like to see Jude Law actually play Sir Arthur Dane. He would be a perfect Sir Arthur Dane. Have you read about Sir Arthur Dane? A little bit. Sir Arthur Dane, the Dane family are awesome because they've got purple eyes and stuff, and they're not they're not Valerians. They're from another place that came. It, all the fucking lore that he created for this fucking world. Um, Don is the name of the sword, and it's forged from a meteorite. It's not Valerian steel, but it's yeah. every bit as strong as Valerian steel. Um, and only the Sword of the Morning can carry it. And the Sword of the Morning is the best swordsman in the Dane family. So, you know. Yes, Sir Arthur Dane was the Sword of the Morning, but there uh, had been other Sword of the Mornings before. So um, I can't believe I still remember all this shit. Isn't he the who is it that Ned is fighting as, as Sir Arthur Dane as John's being mm-hmm. born or Aegon? I guess and was Sir Arthur Dane was toying with him. He could have killed him at any moment. Yeah, and a guy had to sneak up behind him. Yeah, it was uh, Howland Reed that yeah. killed him. You ought to read about the Reeds. Um, they're a very interesting family. I think they've got the the blood of uh, the children of the forest in them. There's no way they don't. Um, the way they're depicted. I was watching, I forget who it is, it's not Lightbringer, but one of those channels that does Game of Thrones stuff, and he's and he's doing videos of season nine mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones, and he, like, one of the things he put in there is Drogon picks up Danny and takes her over to right. the, the the Lord of Lights church, mm-hmm. wherever that is, yeah. and they bring her back to life. Right. And... I've watched like three videos. He he does episode by episode. And the third one, they're in the weirwood, underneath the weirwood, uh, uh, beyond the wall. Mm-hmm. And Helen Reed shows up mm-hmm. to help uh, everybody there. Right. Because he's, like you said, probably has children of the forest blood in sure. it. Sure. Um, I forgot all the details, but it was really cool the way this guy wrote it. Apparently, this is a writer that's not... Um, He's not George R. R. Martin. He just decided to write something yeah. fanfic. Yeah, it's a fanfic. It's, guy. But it sounds great. Yeah, it sounds he's, like a really good. He, he's like he said, I have ideas, but I'm not very good at uh, dialogue or anything like mm-hmm. that. But uh, this just seems fun to me. So he he wrote his own season of Game of Thrones. I wrote actually, I actually sat down and wrote it a scene where the remainders of the people they'd gotten pushed out of everywhere. They were in Dorne, and Dorne was frozen. Like the water gardens were frozen. And, yeah, you told me that. And then they were all, I can't remember who I had left alive. Like, and they just, their forces were very meager coming in. And they were just like, well, this is our last stand. Tyrion was alive. Um, he was having a discussion with uh, Ilaria Sand, I think. I think she was still alive. Um, John was still alive. Um, principal players were pretty much still alive, but they were the last ones. And um, I think I think I had kept Cersei alive, and she had to like deal with shit and like and Cersei and Jamie, and they, which is also probably a worse punishment than what she got. Well, she and and, and the things were still her fault. You know, she backstabbed and, and was maneuvering as opposed as opposed to trying to work with everybody and put this thing down so they could banish it back to where it came from. And she lost, and they all lost, you know. So it's actually a pretty good scene. I like the way I wrote the the fact that Dorn, you know, Hilarious Sand had to borrow a coat from somebody because there's no need for him. Exactly. She's like, I'd never had need of this before. And John said, Well, I've got plenty, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I think there was kind of a thing going on between them. Um, the dragons were still alive, you know, they were going to have dragons, and but it was pretty much this giant army of undead coming down on them and they were going to have to unite forces and they were going to win. 
Um, but it was going to be a very costly victory. Most of them were going to die. Um, John Stone was certainly going to die, you know, because he was going to be the one that's going to land the last hit. And, you know, when you're fighting in, in an RPG, you always have that character to get the last hit on him because he's the last one standing, you know, and, and he was going to deal out the death blow. Was He was going to get killed, too. And then that the realm would have had to what I really would have liked to have written was how the realm had to recover from this. Everything's in shambles. And now, you know, we all and we, we got to live through this winter. I mean, it's going to peel back some, but we've got ice and snow in Dorne that has never happened before. It's going to be fucking starvation. They don't even have salt trucks for the roads. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they had a dragon left. Maybe they could, you know. Burn some shit But um, I thought I felt it was pretty good I don't like to write A lot of fanfic Because You know Some of Some people write Really weak shit Like Fifty Shades of Grey Is Twilight fanfic mm-hmm. um, That's how it started yeah, It's so fucking bad It's so bad That's why it's so disheartening Being a writer Well and, have you thought of Just doing something like that to, <laughs> Like just ripping something off And like don't Yeah just do Do, some, do something bad and do it under a pseudonym, and then you get to write your own thing after well, that. Well, let me ask you this. Would you do that with your music to get to be able to do what you could do? Same thing. It's tough. It is a tough question. It's tough. Because you get all that freedom. You get all the money, and then you can do what you want. But then somebody's going to eventually find you out. You'll yeah, be like, hey, I was, a, I was a hack. I was a shill for a while. I needed it. You know. I might do it. In my 20s, I definitely wouldn't. No, because then the world is your oyster, and you're yeah. going to make it on your you're own. Make it anyway. Yeah. What the fuck, are you <laughs> fuck you, motherfuckers. Um, no, House of the Dragon. Um, yeah, let's talk about just the show. Okay, let's not veil off into all this other <laughs> stuff. Even though it's, I know there's so much, it's the man. most fun. To it's talk the about. easiest thing to to spin off into because there's so much stuff. Um, you know, you had uh, Alicent Hightower. They're showing how she. Is maneuvering Well she's being maneuvered By her father Yeah I don't like that No and no one should She doesn't like it She doesn't like the fact That she's going into the king She But This poor girl She's just nice She's beautiful And he knows 15 it 15 year olds or whatever yeah. and, and he knows she's going to be More beautiful still So Getting that foot in the door Essentially Is going to up his Family's power His, his daughter's going to yeah, be He's a second son He doesn't going to He's not going to Inherit anything Right What was it Damon said Everything he's he uh, he's not going to inherit anything. Everything he gets is going to be what he takes. Right. So he has- in a sense, he's like he's like Littlefinger, except I don't think as bad of a person. Um, Damon is a badass. He is able to get people on his side. He's a very almost Trumpish figure because he's, but he's smart. Like he's smart and tough. Well, he's not Trumpish then. He's able to get people. <laughs> he's he's able to get the common person on his side. Yeah, people get on his side. Like the right. the uh, City, City Watch. Watch loves him. Well, he gave him all the power to rape and all the stuff they wanted to do. He's like, well, we're going to teach him a lesson now to go do this. You know, you know how many women got raped that fucking night. Oh yeah, it was uh, bad. I mean, but they were he cutting did, people's dicks off and yeah, shit. cutting their hands off, their yeah. dicks off. His nuts. Um, I like the interplay. I like the fact that uh, Viserys showed some spine, and he's like, "Get out of here, or I'm going to have you killed." You know, the, I like the fact that the Kingsguard stood up and they all pulled their swords out, and they're like, "We don't give a fuck who you are." And and the guys on the, on the Kingsguard at this point were legit. They were all fucking good. Like. But not as good as the guy coming up, Kristen Cole. Kristen Cole was like a fucking monster. That kid was he, good. He's from Dorn. Um, um, something in the back of my mind was like, Damon let him win. He didn't fight dirty. He could have sliced his 
his uh, Achilles tendon, maybe, or something like that. No, uh, Chris and Cole beat him straight up. Yeah. I mean, that was Damon's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong, but he he's not showboat. But he's not a tourney knight either. He's a he's a real battlefield fighter. See, that's the difference. You get guys who are tourney knights, and then you get guys who are real knights. Um, you get some that are good at both, like. And usually who's good at one will be good at the other. Like, But then you have guys that are sheer tourney knights, and that's all they can do. Like, there's a case made that uh, Loris Tyrell was a tourney knight. He knew how to ride in the lists. He was a good lance. He was a, he was a pretty good sword. He was better than the average, but his, his brother was actually a lot better than he was. Garland was a better sword than uh, Loris. Um, Ned didn't fight in the lists ever, as I don't think most Starks did. Brandon fought in the lists and was actually pretty good. Brandon the builder Ned's Ned's no Ned's his brother older, his older brother yes um hell uh um his sister um she would have fought in the list of their letter she yeah. was she was tough um then then there a story where she snuck in and did it uh well that's the mystery night she she attempted to do that the mystery night though was a story about Helen Reed Helen Reed had snuck in to fight in the tournament. And, but the best, my favorite story about somebody sneaking in is Sir Barrison stole some armor and a sword and fought in his first tourney at 10 and <laughs> did pretty well. Like, he didn't do pretty well. He got knocked off his horse and all that stuff, but he knew how to hold the lance. He knew all that stuff. He just wasn't a man. That's why they called him Barrison the Bold. Because then they took his helmet off. He's like, You're a fucking kid. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, um, he, um, but then you have Damon, who's, you know, a good fighter. I like the fact the way they made. King's Landing in Game of Thrones is not what it was. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's the, the big, same. The big stands and all that shit. It's everything's big and like yeah, you know. it's like the it's very prosperous at this time right. and like everything's good. Right. So everything looks it looks like King's Landing, but mm-hmm. it just looks cleaner, better, right? Much better. I don't. Yeah, I don't should there think, be a weirwood tree there? Because there's a weirwood. Well, yeah, tree. there was there was there's weirwood in. King's okay, because people were complaining about that online. I was like, I've always thought there was at least one there. Well, they have to honor both the the seven and the and the old gods. I mean, this was a point. The Targaryens were very they're very Roman in the fact that they allowed you to worship however the fuck you felt. You know. By the way, the Targaryens were not of the seven. They yeah. They believed them. The the the, the 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 Valyrians thought very differently. They had gods, but they thought themselves the equal to gods. Yeah. That's the hubris that brought them to their fucking knees. You know, that's the, one of the reasons they think that the, that the doom happened. It's because they were so arrogant. Eh, it's not. It's just a volcano blown up. Yeah. Weren't happened, they but, mining around volcanoes? Yeah. It was. Them? It was a Atlantis situation. So Valyria is based on Atlantis. Um. Very much so. Um. And um. You know, I like the fact that like like the stands were so fucking huge, and there was thousands of people in them, and the tournaments were much bigger than they were. Could you tell that uh, the stands were uh, CGI? I could, I couldn't, but it was okay. It looked great to it me. It did look great, and and but the stands they were sitting in, like when you showed them, well, were the, practical. The stands were there, right? But like uh, the. Area around the stands right. was all green screen, but it looked great. See, I, I think if you do it properly, it just adds to it. Um, they in Marvel, they're not doing it right. They're doing everything, everything in front of green screen. But, but um, they got real dragons in this show. <laughs> yeah, they actually made them. It's, yeah. took took them quite a while. You know, they had to do some genetic engineering. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, I like. Um, do you think it's possible that those things existed at some point? No. Maybe not fire breathing, but something like it. Well, dinosaurs. Yeah. It's about as close as you're going to get. I mean, dinosaurs, we now know and have known for a while that dinosaurs were bird-like. Bird-like. They had, they were warm-blooded. They couldn't have been reptiles. Um, 
I do think that the show, like I already know everything that's going to happen because I've read the book. Um, well, here's the thing. The show or the book is, was written quote unquote in that universe written by Maesters and a, uh, a jester named mushroom. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was the Maesters have their own thing going on. There are politics involved in anything. So I'm wondering if the show is what actually happened. It's based on the book, but it's the definitive what actually happened during this time and not nudged along by Maesters politics. It would be d- depend on the Maester who wrote it. Yeah. I suppose, you know, the, the Maesters are up to something, some, but they're more up to something as in, they feel a responsibility toward the realm. They're men of learning. So they're like, well, we got to keep this thing limping along to make everybody fucking do gr-. Like you got really good Maesters. Like uh Maester Lewin was a really good man. Um, that's the, that's the Starks. Maester. Yes. Uh, he was a really good man. Yeah. Um, Everybody loved it. I like the fact, though, that even a man of learning was not able to step away from his learning and admit something like, like well, the children of the forest, he's like, they may not even, they may have done at one point, but their their fire's gone from the world, you know, talking about all that stuff. That's one thing about this time of this period in history is only almost 200 years before the events, but magic is still alive and well in this world. As in dragons are commonplace, you know, in the north, there were more giants, there were mammoths, there were, you know, children of the forest were more populous, you know, they were not during like the dawn age where you had, you know, true magic, like the, the Valyrians had flame magic and, you know, the, the Roynar could conjure up the thing called the hammer of the waters and use water to flight for them and stuff like that. Really dungeons and dragons type shit. You know, I like the fact that magic is not commonplace in the, in the world. Um, even in this, in this point, it's more embodied in things like dragons, you know? Yeah. There wasn't really any magic done. No, no, like hocus pocus. That shit. Nobody can really do that. I like the fact that, um, Melisandre as came closest to that, you know, and the flame, Priests, which man, I like the fact that the gods are not really defined, and who knows what powers they're serving. You know, I like that. Don't define that. You know, I don't need it defined because then the like Stranger Things is so by itself because it can define everything and still have it be awesome, but most things can't. Yeah. So, um, I still feel like the Maesters are up for something. I think Auto Hightower paid those Maesters off in the. Uh, well, the Maesters are and the Church are working together at some point to rid the realm of dragons. They want dragons to be gone because that gives them Tar- Targaryens an unfair play. You know, um, then not, not to say that they don't want the Targaryens to be in power. The realm is prosperous, very prosperous under the Targaryens, but they have everybody at a massive disadvantage. It's not fair. So the Meist, I think the Maesters and the church colluded to make sure that dragons kind of just went away. You know, they, I don't know if they, dragons kind of went away on their own though. They just started getting smaller. They kept them in the, in the dragon pit. Yeah. But that didn't make them smaller. They, they, that's not what made them smaller. They just all of a sudden started getting smaller. I think it's because magic started to leave the world. Um, because my theory is, is that, the magic was getting pulled north and they were gathering it, you know, and there's this give, give and take and they were going to, you know, the whites were, gathering. the whites were starting to be formed and all those things. So it took, it drug, it, it drug some of their power away, or at least it, it threw a balance out where, you know, but once that thing happened and they were able to birth that thing, then the dragons had to come back because there had to be rebalanced rebalance back in the world those dragons grew even though dragons grow fast they grew abnormally fast because they had to meet the threat that was coming 
especially Drogon. He grew to be a massive dragon in three years or some yeah, shit. He was I mean, gigantic. Yeah. I mean, he was big enough. He wasn't as big as Balerion, but he might have been as big as Vagar. Um, he's probably wasn't as big as Vagar either. Vagar's fucking gigantic. Vagar is always as big as Balerion. We haven't seen him yet. We're going to see him. Vagar. Vagar. And when they trot Vagar out, they're going to do something. If I know these people as well as I think they do, they're going to have something to show scale of Vagar. They might have another dragon sitting in front of him, and he's just fucking dwarfing him. Whose dragon is he? Vagar is... um, Are there any girl dragons? Yeah. There has to be. But some people think that they're... um, uh, Asexual. Well, they're ambisexuous. They can go... They can go... That's not a word. (laughs) Non-binary? They they can alter as needed. Like okay. a male can become female and vice versa. Yeah. That's something that happens in nature sometimes. Often, yeah. Actually, often, especially with fish. Fish, yeah. Um, there's actually fish. Salmon. That, yeah. Uh, there's a fish in Japan that is a a female until it eats enough and gets big enough, then it spontaneously turns into a male. It's actually quite like gross and disturbing in my in my opinion it is strange um, yeah, i don't like it either i don't like it in humans i don't like it in fish <laughs> well i mean <laughs> in humans i don't give a shit um <laughs> what do you think about um corliss valerion i think he's great i think i like the guy i, I think he's really good the, the guy they cast tucson is great how are you not going to cast that guy i like the fact that um nobody talks about it in the show, yeah, eventually it's going to get talked about. I imagine. Well, of course they're going. To, they're uh, you know, Corliss is going to bring up the fact that probably when they go to the steps or the Summer Isles, going to be some something's going to say something about the Summer Isles and be like, "Well, we weren't as welcome in society as we could have been." Blah blah blah. Because we're from this. Like place. they could do some sort of thing, talk about how he was a bastard, like a Valerian bastard, and whatever that name would be, and he. Committed some Valerion is their name. Yeah, Valerion. He mm. was a Valerion bastard, and whatever their bastard name would be, what sand fire, whatever. Mm. And um, he saved somebody or and whatever, and he got legitimized or something. I think they just could do it where um, they were a trading partner from the Summer Isles because there are lots of big ships from the Summer Isles that they were so entrenched with the Valerians helping trade because you can't carry goods on the back of dragons you need ships yeah so i think that they were just a family who came from the summer isles became valyrian and were and happened to be black you know that is actually a very awesome and very simple and very reasonable explanation about the thing that is not throw them in there and we'll just and you got to deal with it if you say something you're a racist or whatever that's just bullshit the people making the show knew that you're like George R. R. Martin knew that. Yeah, he's like he, he's like we're not just going to throw it he in. Casted there. him exactly, or he didn't. Ca- but he's like, but yes. he he loved the idea. He's like, yeah, that, that's a great idea. I didn't think of that. You know, um, he's a great character. I like the fact that he's uh, married into the Targaryen family, but he's not in the ruling dynasty because that sister is just the queen who wasn't. So she got screwed. She got beefed. <sighs> she did. But um, what are you going to do? They v- Viserys. He's a male. He had better claim, I guess. Um, Another, uh, uh, we, we promised just to talk about the show. That's I, fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> another period I would like to see is during the conquest. One of the greatest events that happened is Oris Baratheon, who was uh, the uh, Aegon's hand. His fucking fight with Argilac the Arrogant, who was one of the Durandans, the, 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 this, they were the last Storm Kings. And, 
he was an old man. He had white hair and shit, and he still cut down like 20 fucking men before uh, Orison Baratheon and him had single combat, which lasted a long fucking time. And Orgolak almost had him, and then Oris Baratheon finally kills him. And then Oris Baratheon was so touched by how fucking much of a badass Orgolak was that he just took his arms and his heraldry and all that stuff and just said, well, there are no more Durandans. Now we're Baratheons. And mm-hmm. and took his and his his daughter was in the castle and Oris was not kind to her. She was like he put a cloak around her shoulders and said, "You're going to be okay. We're not going to do anything to you, but we we rule here now. And you're a lady of this place, but you I'm not marrying you or anything like that. And that's how the Baratheons became who they were. They were, you know, just they were people with had a, a bit of Valyrian blood. You know, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like to see just a two and a half hour movie. About Robert's Rebellion. That would be a good one. Just do two and a half hours of Robert's Rebellion. Right. Maybe just the final fucking battle. I don't know. You could start that. I'd like to see that. You could start that the way you. If we're going to keep doing these spinoffs and all this stuff, give us something cool like that. You could. I like this thing too, but. You could open that with uh, go to the tournament where um, Rhaegar gives. uh, What's Ned's sister? Leanna. Leanna. He gives her uh, that that crown of the gives her his favor, basically. Yeah. Shows her favor, and that is like a massive fucking faux pas because he's married and his wife is sitting right there, and Robert's sitting right beside Leanna, and that's what started the whole thing. Robert's jealousy of Rhaegar and Leanna falling in love is what caused the rebellion and the collapse of the Targaryen dynasty. It's crazy. All over pussy, man. Well, not in a sense, no. It's more over uh, wounded pride. Robert was this guy, man, this man's man, this fucking beast. This he's know. a lot like me and you. Yeah, I'm a big tough guy. <laughs> he's only six foot six, though, <laughs> um, and he couldn't understand it. He's like, I'm Robert Baratheon. How dope! What the fuck is going on here? You know, nice dude. Um, and he just couldn't accept, so he, he created this basically this story in his head that Rhaegar stole Lyanna and raped her. That never happened. No, she and I totally think and I it. think Ned knew that as well. Ned went along with it because he knew the Targaryens were bad because Aerys was a bad king, and he he went along with that fiction because he knew well this is serving us to get this thing out of the way. But eventually, I'm going to have to talk to Robert and just break it to him. And he probably would have had to fight Robert. Be like, That'd dude, be a tough fight. Like, well. Uh, David Robert at his height versus Ned. That's not a fight. Yeah. Robert at his height was would beat pretty much anybody. Maybe tell him when he's super, super, super drunk, and you might have a chance. And just blanketed in whores. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Um, back to the show. Yeah. Um, I like the Easter eggs. I mean the the dagger that uh, Viserys had. Right. That's the cat's paw. It is. That's what killed the Night King. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw it. it. Was like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. It's been been passed down. It it was used to try to kill Bran. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Littlefinger. So Littlefinger had gotten it somehow. Somehow Littlefinger yeah. gets a hold of it. Yeah. We don't know how. Well, it's, in the end, it's it? a very it's a very just plain dagger. It's a Valyrian steel with a dragon bone hilt. That's. A very valuable thing, but it is plain. So it would have been one of those things like, well, you know, it's nice and everything, but. Didn't he steal it from Tyrion? No, uh, he planted it on Tyrion, essentially. Yeah, that's what he did. So. Yeah. Um, 
What else about this? Well, he won it. No, the thing what he said that he won it from Tyrion in a bet when he, when uh, he, Tyrion had bet on Jamie Lannister in the joust, and Jamie lost. And then Littlefinger won that. Oh, no. I mean, wasn't a good Jamie jouster. was a pretty. No, Jamie wasn't was a great jouster. Jamie was a good tournament knight. Jamie was good at everything, but he lost to. Good at fucking his sister, too. <laughs> he lost, who did he lose to in that one? He lost to Loris Tyrell. Loris Tyrell beat him. Um, and uh, he had been beaten in tournaments before, but he'd also won tournaments. So. Yeah, you know. and I was just thinking in the uh, original show, somebody that didn't get their due. Was um, the wildling woman that took care of Bran, Asha? Yeah, she died way too quickly for me. After, Osha, after Asha, they came Osha back. was her name. Yeah, um, they kind of. That's another one of those characters that was a victim of them just kind of hurrying it up and finishing it. You know? in, the, in the book, she's, she's still probably, alive. Yeah. She's still alive. They have one of the best storylines because they went to White Harbor or they went to the Last Hearth. Her but and Rickon, Rickon, and um, Shaggy Dog. Shaggy dog, Who's which is, shaggy dog? is his dire wolf. Okay, and Hodor. And Hodor went with Hodor. Um, I loved Hodor. And um, they they go to White Harbor. I think they're in White Harbor. It hasn't really showed where they are yet. But then that gets into the, the story of White Harbor, and I've always loved it. The fact that they're Andals, or they're one of the few Andal families from from the south. They got pushed north because they just got pushed out of their seat, and then the Starks. Took mercy on him and said, "Well, you know, your mariners will teach you how. You know, you can stay in this place." And they made White Harbor in the biggest harbor in the north. And then the Manderleys were fanatically loyal to the Starks for that, from still for that moment. And that's one of the best moments in the book. Is that in the in the Dance of Dragons, the last part? They're getting snowed in, like uh, Roos, uh, not Roos, uh, oh, uh, Ramsey Snow, and, and them are all snowed in in fucking Winterfell. They're all packed cheek by jowl. These people who fucking don't trust each other and hate each other. And all these fucking people start ending, showing up with their throats slit. Who it is, is it's um, Mance Raider and these two wildling women. Mance Raider didn't die in the in the book, by the way. Yeah, he's, he, he's he switched places. There. He switched places with a rattle shirt. Um, and um, one of my favorite moments is... Uh, the Manderley, I think it's Wyman Manderley, is sitting there and he's drunk. He's just drunk off his ass. And they're in the Great Keep. And this guy walks in. Uh, I can't remember which family he's from. Uh, and his kid has throat slit. He's a, he's probably 12. He's, a, he's essentially an adult in that world. He's 12, 15 years old. He's a fray. That's who it is. And... Um, they're all like, well, the, he's 15, and who's doing this? We need to find out, you know, there's, and then uh, Wayne Manderley just kind of looks up and says, well, at least one bad thing, one good thing came out of that. And they're like, look at him, they're like, what? Well, he won't have to grow into an afra- into a friend. <laughs> and then this guy takes a sword out and almost cuts his throat. Like, he just moves back, and he cuts through, like, like the surface skin and a little bit into him. And then it starts this big fight, and they all going at each other and shit. I can see why Walter Frey has such a chip on his shoulder. Because he does get shit on. Yeah, but he... he they, does you know why it. they call him the late Lord Frey? Because he waits for battles to be decided before he commits his fucking troops. That's fucking weak and cowardly. Yeah. And they know he's a fucking coward. And he always has been. But one of my favorite quotes about Walter Frey is he's the only man who can field an army from his britches. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the show. Um, yeah. It's tough. That it's, tournament, the tournament mm-hmm. was great. 
It was. Everything about And that's it. even a minor tournament, pretty much. The uh, the fights were good. The jousting was a lot a lot more detailed. It was it looked like it might have been real, you know. It was a golden age thing. Like this is a, a, a period where keep talking. Okay. This is bothering you. Oh, I can yeah, it's right in your eyes. Um it's a golden age thing where it, you know, it had its faults, like the Targaryens were unchallenged and all that shit. But um it still was a good time to live in, you know. They were tyrants, but they were tyrants who knew how to run the realm. So that's why that makes that's what makes this thing that's coming all the more horrible. Because can you imagine a, a place at its tip top and then it just collapse into chaos because a family can't decide who should be on the fucking throne? You know, it's Allison Hightower is going to have kids. And they are going to be legitimate heirs, mm-hmm. um, which takes Renera and Damon out of the who I out believe of the get married, don't they? Yeah. Well, he's always loved Renera, yeah. so um, and they join forces and start fighting. And then you have um, isn't the Greens versus the Reds or something? Greens versus the Blacks? Blacks. Yeah. So um, um, the scene in the tournament where Damon is fighting Kristen Cole and the baby is being. Extract. It was masterful. That was it was so intercut good. so well, you know, because the the old quote that they've always heard that you they that came out in the books and then they did it well in the show. The woman's battle was the birthing bed. Mm-hmm. They were showing a battle in the birthing bed, opposed to a battle on the battlefield. That was pretty masterful. It was very good. The, it's uh, it's, it's also the, the rise of the new heir and the fall, right, of Damon, right. So, uh, Miguel Shapochnik is is directing this. He's the one who directed. Um, he directed all the best episodes. The, the, in my opinion, the greatest episode of the show is that is the Long Night Battle. I mean, it's that in the Battle of the Bastards. They're so man. I, I, that Long Night is so fucking good. I mean, I don't care that it's dark. I don't give a fuck. It's that supposed to be dark. so much better. It's supposed to be dark. I mean, it's, it's so fucking good. Um, um, it's. <laughs> I don't want to go into much detail. I don't want to ruin it. I mean, so I don't care about spoilers really at all, unless it's like the last final thing. But I kind of know what happens. Well, if you read, well, I mean, it almost collapses the family. It ruins. It ruins them. Um, The last thing that happens is really horrible. So I will not go into that. But once, but it's going to be the last scene of the thing, and it is a the entire thing, or just this season. Of the entire thing, and it is going to be disturbing. Okay. So it's like, don't ruin that. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm I'll probably gonna, read I'm it. Not going to say gonna, anything about it. I'm going to borrow the book, so I'll probably sure. I'll go. I'll run back to the house and get it. And bring. It you don't have over. to do that if you don't want. Well, to. no, that's it. it. Takes five minutes. Um, it doesn't end well. I mean, it just ends satis- anybody, satisfactorily. Right? No, not for anybody. It's 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 degrees of loss, you know, and who it's you know. One thing, there's one big thing that happens. I I'm, I wonder if you mind if I spoil it. Go ahead. When Damon fights this other prince, he know Damon knows it's the last battle. This other prince has a, a sapphire in his eye. They haven't showed him yet. I can't remember his name offhand. And this will probably be at the end of the show. Not this the will be the near the end. Um. They're fighting outside of, uh, I think, of uh, River Run or something like that, or the God's Eye. I can't remember. And uh, 
fucking Damon flies uh, Caraxes straight up, right? Well, the other kid's riding Vagar. Vagar's much older, bigger, but he can't rise as fast. So he flies him up, and he can't even see him. And then fucking Damon comes blistering down fast as he can. They get the dragons get locked together, fighting each other. Damon didn't put his fucking saddle on. He didn't strap in. He gets up, runs across the dragon, takes his sword, and sticks it in the other one's eye, and they all fall to their deaths. Whoa! And the fucking water boils with dragon blood, and that's the end of Damon Targaryen and wow. the other one. That's awesome. that's going to be fucking awesome. Can you imagine Matt Smith tearing that up and just being like? That you know, dude mutilates the scenery. He's he's fu- you, dude. It's insane. You're drawn to him. Well, he's just he's the perfect. There's so many perfect castings in the Game of Thrones canon. Uh, fucking Peter Dinklage is perfect. His British accent is great, but they're not British, so fuck off. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, I, he sounds like what I I imagine Tyrion would sound like. Exactly, smart he, ass, he, and he's good. Smug. Um, Lena Headey is well cast, but. I don't want to say she's not pretty. I think she's pretty. She is pretty, but Cersei, but she looks is supposed like, to be fucking drop dead gorgeous. Like you are not be able to supposed to be take your eyes off of her, you know. But if you make her too, like if you make her as hot as uh, as uh, Daenerys, mm-hmm. then she can't be the bad guy. You know what I mean? Because we're all going to be drawn to her because she's so hot. I don't. Men, I, see, I don't. And I this don't. is a show for men. Men don't don't care how evil a woman is if she's hot. There's some mm-hmm. truth to that, but I think that if you get the right kind of beautiful woman, you can still pull it off. Um, but he is probably the most dead-on fucking casting in any Game of Thrones property thus far. I mean, he's he's exactly as I imagined Daemon to be. He's this very handsome, very powerful presence. Not a huge man. Damon was not a very big man. I mean, he was tall and he's, slender. He's about six. I would say six one, six two. Sure, but he's not a big, he's not big jack guy or anything. Yeah, he doesn't he's have not to the be. mountain. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, he's just got this way about him. He nailed it. The first scene was like, Matt Smith read that. He read that fucking book. He knows what to do. Just sitting there in the throne. I like that they, uh, I think they mentioned it in the show that the throne is made so no one ever gets comfortable on it because fucking Viserys well, is always getting cut on it. Like, what's going on with his back? What's that? <sighs> is that grayscale? Well, I mean, that's part of the. Uh, no, it's not grayscale. It's 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 uh, the fact that they're so inbred that his immune system's failing on him. Um, they're they're extremely inbred. Oh yeah, but um, that's one of the things I, I like about the show is that all the inbreeding. Well. <laughs> Yeah, it's the best part. Um, no, the fact that the if you if you watch the people that the throne cuts are the people who lose the throne. So mm. you know who all is the throne right, cut? Uh, let's see. Well, there's one king that died on the throne. He tripped or fell into it, and it just and, and he <laughs> impaled himself on it. I can't remember which one that is. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Roll over, Liberty. <laughs> wasn't he? Uh, who is it's the Chevy clumsy Chase? One? Who is the clumsy? It was it was Gerald Ford, but Chevy yeah. Chase always played him, and he's always Gerald Ford. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that Chevy Chase looked nothing like him, but they had him playing him. Yeah, um, funny because he could do the Pratt Falls. Yeah. Um, what do you think about um, the prophecy that uh, Viserys revealed to Rhaenyra about the Song of Ice and Fire? The the um well he's a generation off the he, walkers he's it's 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 Daenerys that is the one who's yeah that's what the 
one of the things I've watched said they all think it's coming during their time. Right. But you never know when it's coming. No, it's not Daenerys. It's John. Yeah. The Song of Ice and Fire is John. Yeah, because he's got both. The North and the Dragon Blood. So, you know. What else about the show? Um, the fact that. This uh, Kristen. Christian? Kristen. Kristen Cole. Like, mm-hmm. what's his. He's just a. He's going to play a big deal, I think. They're going to have to age him up later in the well, show. Well, maybe a little, but not. Uh, it's. I don't know if they're going to get a different actor. See, I, I just watched a thing about it and having read it only a couple of times. I've only read Fire and Blood through one time. But then I've watched other things about it, and Fire and Blood deals with so much more than the Dance of Dragons. Dance of Dragons is the thing that closes Fire and Blood. It's the last event. Um, there's other events that lead up to it, the the, the landing. You know, uh, one of the coolest things is uh, the Targaryens having to deal with Dorne. The fact that Dorne was never beaten, and yeah, they've still never kneeled. There's only six kingdoms. Unbowed, unbent, unbroken is the name. That's the greatest fucking words Those ever. Are the words, yeah, yeah, the Martells. Um, there was a king who conquered Dorne, but people were getting poisoned left and right. He was losing men. Like he had to pull out and they just like, you know, and it is, it's awesome. But anyway, um, all those events that lead up to the dance of dragons, it closes the first book and the last event happens. And it's dude, I'm telling you, some people are really going to like some of your pearl clutchers are going to have a problem with it because if it, they do it like it is in the book. Yes. And the, you can't get around that. You have to show that. Would it have been smarter for HBO to do that, the Dance of Dragons first, and then do Game of Thrones? Like, follow the... No, because Game of Thrones is the main story. So, um, and even though, like everybody says, the last season fell apart, I don't personally agree. I thought it was pretty good. Um, Well, the worst season of Game of Thrones is better than the best season of... Pretty much anything 99% of other shows. (laughs) Exactly. The, The only things I know that I've watched... That compare as far as quality, Stranger Things, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, that tier. Right. And and they are the in a worst class season, by themselves. Worst season of Game of Thrones is as good as the best seasons of those. Even yes. though Stranger Things is my favorite show of all time. It's insane what these motherfuckers did right. to bring Game of Thrones to a screen. It is absolutely bonkers. And I was terrified when they first announced it. I mean, like, that's either going to be tremendous or it's going to be awful. And it just surpassed everything I thought I could do. Um, no, it would be better to do... Now, if they were going to do... I know the House of the Dragon is going to be... I'm pretty sure it's going to be an anthology. Because then you get to cast all these different like big actors in these roles. Because oh, so it's one season, you know? So one Okay, th- so we might see the thing you're talking about with Damon at the end of this season, then. Yes. More than likely, I would think. The Dance of Dragons is fairly brief. So, you know, it's just a series of events. It's so not- there's, there's, my question is, um, this, the, what's happening now in this show, it's just a minute part of all of it. Yes. So they, it's just the last they part. can move on to other. Well, they would have to move backwards. The only, because the only thing, well, no, because then if they do something after it would essentially have to be the adventures of Duncan egg. Because then you'd have what the Targaryens became after the the Dance of Dragons. Then that's when dragons started to die. You had you, know, you had like Baelor the Blessed, who hated dragons, was so you know 
a bunch of uninteresting, uninteresting motherfuckers until what happens really with um, Baylor Breakspear and, you know, uh, Egg on the Unlikely and all that stuff. But what you can do is you can go back and you can do the conquest. You can do the fight with Dorn. You can do with all those things. You can do even a happy story. There is at least one happy story in there. This brother and sister who became the good king and queen who really loved each other. Like, they didn't see anything wrong with being that. And they weren't so inbred at this point. That it, but it was a, a practice in Valyria too. Yeah, you know? well, like in um, Game of Thrones, when John finds out that she's uh, Danny is his his aunt, aunt, mm-hmm. he doesn't like it. But she's like, yeah, that's what we do. It's not a big deal. Exactly. I mean, that's they married brother to sister and father and father to daughter. Years. Sometimes yeah. that that's weird. Ew, that one's, that one's rough. Even skin crawly. Even bonobos don't do that. No, they don't. But um, they. The realm was pretty much in a shamble. It wasn't in a shambles or whatever, but they were. But that would be a boring story. Just, just if you wanted to tell it, it's a nice love story. And they ended up. Uh, she was good. Queen Alisane was was the is the queen. She's the one who gave the Night's Watch the gift. It's this huge area of real estate that's like. And she flew, and they everybody loved her. Her dragon. Her dragon was Silverwing. That was the name of her dragon. And. She flew all over the place, and everybody loved her, and, and the king loved her, and the realm was just prospered, and, and everybody was happy. So she was the realm's delight, not Rhaenyra. <laughs> She's, is this before uh, Rhaenyra? Yeah, this is uh, this is after the conquest, before so before what, the Dance of Dragons. The show that's on now is the basically the end of Fire and Blood. Right? Yes, it is. Okay, I thought they were just going to do the entire book. I thought the the entire book was just about that, but no. apparently there's thousands of years or whatever, hundreds of years. Uh, let's see, it's 175 years before the events of Game of Thrones, and you probably had another hundred years. Uh, after, it's probably another hundred years after the conquest. Um, it's three hundred years of history, is what Fire and Blood Part okay. One is about. So here's one thing I like about the show: there's a lot of speaking Valyrian. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. It's really cool. They would speak Valyrian to each other. I like the fact that, but I you, like the fact you know that, a guy had to make that language. Sure, George R. R. Martin got some linguists, a lot of Latin in there to make to hey this. I've got some words. Mm-hmm. Make a language out of that, and they were like, "Okay." These guys were great, like uh, like Tolkien himself. Tolkien created. Tolkien Elvish. did it himself, yeah. and it's nuts the 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 incredible fucking stint. I'm surprised. See, what one thing that amazes me that this is going to the embers of the Game of Thrones fandom is still there. You yeah, know, people pretty much you did this m- thing. You know how much this the streaming of the original series is going up right now. Oh, I'm sure. I just finished it. But the thing about it is, is that people, it's almost like everybody agreed to not discuss it anymore. Like it never happened. You could discuss it as in you could discuss the last season if you wanted to be an asshole. And it, fuck you. Let's discuss how great it was before that and even how great it was until the, even I will admit, the questionable last episode, which had questionable things happen. They really leaned in to the spectacle in the last season, which can be great. And whenever they did it, it was great. The spectacle was not something I had a problem with. Yeah. What I had a problem with was Bran becoming king and all that stuff. That shouldn't have happened. Tyrion should have been king. Tyrion should have been king because he's a Targaryen. So, Oh, and in the books, is he going to be? Revealed? I'm pretty sure that he's got to, at least got Targaryen blood in him. I think he might be Aerys' son, actually. I don't know that. 
Um, yeah, there's all kinds of secret Targaryens that we don't know about. Sure. Maybe. I mean, well, the heiress... The big story is, is that the reason that uh, Tywin hated Aerys so bad and that what broke their relationship... He uh, was Aerys's hand, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, well, one of the reasons was they had a... The quote was is that he took... During Tywin's married to, marriage to Joanna, Aerys took... Uh, liberties with her yeah. in the bedchamber, like during the bedding, and that's why he hated him so much. Other than he also, she also died while giving birth. Right. So, um, you know, that would not make sense though, because if that's during the bedding, then Cersei and Jaime are older than Tyrion, so that doesn't make any sense. Maybe Joanna had a thing with Eris. Eris, they they never failed to say that before he went mad, he was the most charming man you ever met. He was so, he was handsome. And he was engaging and all this stuff. And like, they just said it happened one day where he just went nuts. They're like, that's why it was so shocking. And what, because the real before that, was he good? Yes. Good king? But yes, he was. Eris was a good king. The thing they think that turned him, the event, like the before and after. Is he the one that drank uh, wildfire? No, that's Arian Brightflame. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite quotes is, is uh, Arian Brightflame, uh, Thought he would become a dragon yeah. when he drank it, but he just became a corpse and everybody was happier. <laughs> That's a great quote. Martin is great at writing shit like that. Those those nice pithy lines that just make you laugh. But um, there's a thing that happened. Uh, remember the drunk knight? The um, the guy that Joffrey makes his fool? Yes. That helps yes. Sansa? Yes. Sir... Um, Sir uh, of House Hollard, I can't remember. Sir Dustin of House Hollard, or uh, House Hollard was, um, or I think it was House Hollard had taken um, Eris hostage, and had treated him really bad, like beat him up and all kinds of stuff, and they couldn't get him out. Sir Barristan Dantos Hollard, yes, yeah, Sir Dantos Hollard. I think it's the Hollards. Sir Barristan stormed the castle, climbed the walls. Without climbing equipment, to my knowledge, broke in the fucking prison. This motherfuckers free climb, dude. And he was, dude. Sir Barrison was the real fucking deal. Then he ran out. He threw fucking arrows over his shoulder. Ran out, threw him on a fucking saddle. Rode out, got shot in the fucking back with an arrow, and kept fucking going. That's fucking Sir Barrison for you. And he did that when he was an old man. So. You know, that's the event that they said after that, Eris became crazy. Like, that's the thing that tipped him. You know, they said he could be capricious at times, but not really like that. And then after that, everything was just off to the races. You know, Hmm. I think that one of the things that might have happened is that uh, he saw he might have had a little bit of that, the the future sight, and he saw what was going to happen. Or maybe Bran came to him or something. You know what I mean? Something because they've discussed that before that, you know, he like he would see visions and he they were the visions were driving him crazy, too. So I think he was seeing things that were going to happen to his kingdom. And, you know, but then he started to suspect Rhaegar and then Rhaegar. They were just waiting for Aerys to die. or They were waiting for basically just quietly take him off the throne and put Rhaegar on the throne. And Rhaegar was going to fix it all. And he was Rhaegar. Had Rhaegar become king, the realm would have been another massive period of prosperity, you know, because he would he would have been a great king. He's just such a great guy, and everybody loved him. Um, but Robert killed him. 
So <laughs> good job, you he fucking does idiot. I know he kills everybody. He does do that. Um, all that robber. <laughs> such a scamp. Out here being a knucklehead, <laughs> killing the heir of the th- to the throne, destroying everybody's hope. Good job. Um, yeah. That family is, you know, there's going to be another uh, uh, another volume of Fire and Blood. It's going to be volume two, and it's going to go through, uh, you know, all the stuff with uh, Aegon the Unlikely and all that stuff. It's going to lead up to Summerhall because Summerhall leads into the events of Game of Thrones. It's you know, that's when Eris, I think it's Eris, I think, no, Aegon the Unlikely, I think, is either the father or the grandfather of Eris. I can't remember. I think it's Eris, it's Jaharis, and then it's Eris. Um, and they were under There's some, very little mentioned about Summerhall, isn't there? Summerhall is only mentioned because people don't like talking about it. It's only going yeah. this awful event. All these, lots of like... Lords and ladies died. You know, it's just one of the things people don't like talking about. Um, I've seen some theory videos about it, but there's not a whole lot. They of, just call it the darkness. Yeah, I've, the the darkness at Summerhall. So, thing. There's not a lot written about it. Just like the Long Night, they try to make a show out of the fucking Long Night, right? And he only wrote eight sentences about the entire thing and came out shitty. They wouldn't even let George R. R. Martin watch this, the the. Uh, the uh, the pilot the pilot. They wouldn't even let him. Oh watch God, it. that's awful. They were going to make one too that was set in E.T. That was like a, a Chinese version of Game of Thrones. That was that sounds like a really good idea. I'd watch it. Well, there's because there, there's a North there too. If yeah. you have good people playing it and good people writing it, and oh, it could be tremendous. It. Yeah, I mean that world is so massive. I can't. I don't know what I did with my. I think Aaron and Elena still have my. Uh, you need to look at that book too. The giant with the world of ice. And oh fire. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard I about mean, that. I mean, I've brought it up here before. It's a big red book. Got almost like a leather cover. It's that plastic, but it's, it's leather. It's made to look like it's a thousand years. Yes, old. and it's fucking great. And it takes you through this whole description of the of all the families, how the the first men, then the Andals, and the coming of the Targaryens. I, I watched and, a video that has like a lot of the monsters of the world of mm-hmm. ice and fire. I guess mm-hmm. like there's things that live under the sea. There's there's, krakens, yeah, like giant all, squids. There's uh, fish people of some sort. There's. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've heard about them. There's people that live in Sotheros, which is yeah. kind of like Africa, and they've got places where that are like it's so poisonous that no people can live there. And there's the, the men of Ib, where like they're really hairy. They're almost described as almost dwarven. Um, the men of Ib are described. Yeah, they're they're actually quite a few of them in the Game of Thrones books. Um, but they're always just dis, they're just described and and there's never been an Ibn character. Um, then you have Yt. You have the Dothraki waste leads into places, and then you have um, the, the darkness, at, uh, the shadow, a shy, it's the Shadowlands. Yeah, that's where Melisandre comes from, right? Yeah. Isn't that no? She is from. She's not from a shy. She studied in a shy. Is where she learned how to. She was a slave girl, I think, and she um, was sent to a shy, and she learned the Shadowbinder trade there. That's what she is. She's a Shadowbinder. So, what's crazy about this whole world is it basically has its own Wikipedia yeah. for this, sh- this book series. Mm-hmm. And like there's Ib, Ib- yeah. Ibn yeah. right there. And like, there's endless amounts of information about all this. Like, right. You can look up any, like this, how crazy is George R. R. Martin to be able to do this? He is, 
He does what I think a lot of the best fantasy writers do. He takes things from our world and he puts a little tweak on them and he makes them cool and then he sets them down around each other and he sees what happens. That's what I like to do when yeah. I'm writing. He's a gardener. Um, yes, he's a huge. That's he's almost exclusively a gardener. He has some architecture, but not much. That's why it takes so long to write. And for people who complain about it, fuck you. Fuck you. I don't care if he dies. There will be a wealth of fan fiction after that where all kinds of people can get their voices heard. I don't know if people know this. Game of Thrones now is a cottage industry. You know, yeah. it's not going anywhere. It is the new Star Trek. So it's we were going to have Game of Thrones movies. We're going to have all that shit. That is happening. So um, I would like to see the take on some of these things. I would like to see a, a, a Chinese version of Game of Thrones where um, – they have a their wall isn't ice it's this fused stone that's what like they had in valeria and then they were fighting these but they weren't they were ice monsters too but they're not exactly like the the uh the whites and stuff like that it's just really weird stuff then you have you know all these places across the sea you have the places across the glass that's jogus nye which is this place kind of like um the dothraki are kind of mongol like but then you have this other place where they're more mongol like but they ride fucking zebras you know, Which, it's, yeah. In our world, you can't tame a zebra. No, you can't. But in their world, you know, I was, I love all that stuff. Like the places of Sotheros, where they, the Bosilisk Isles, places like a, you get up in the north, you got places that have been like Skagos. Skagos has fucking unicorns on there that are shaggy unicorns that are like predatory. They'll fucking eat you. Hmm. I mean, it's it, it's nuts. These fucking places. You know, the places up north that are that they have only scratched the surface in the show. Yeah, there's you know, like. You look at the map, there's way more north than there is yeah. um, south of the wall. Right. And then all the families, like all the family history, like, you know, uh, there's this whole part of Dance of Dragons where they're trying to, Jon Snow is trying to get um, Stannis to get all these fa- these families of the first men that are in these mountains, the Flints and the Whittles and all these other places that, that are like, you know, they're, they're, proud and their war they're like got their own warlord guy who appalachians that's exactly what they (laughs) fucking are they're very proud they have this very a guest is sacred once you're a guest to draw his blood is obscene that's appalachia the people are very that's a good call the people in this area of the north are extremely appalachian um this whole thing with all the interplay between the families and you know, it's huge, and I, that's what it made me want to write fantasy, but it also kind of scares me into silence because I'm like, man, I'm trying to make worlds myself, and I'm pretty good at world building. I mean, some of the ideas I've had are great. The Western continent I made that had going to have a giant freshwater inland sea with all these sharks and freshwater stuff, and these people have to live around it and all that stuff. It's a cool idea. It's got a lot of prehistoric monsters has got giant lions and stuff that were around during the, the stone age and all those things. That was a good idea I had that I haven't seen anybody else do. Um, I had created a whole culture around um, a Celtic type people and they were, um, they were all had all been slaves at one point, And then you had a character called the slave King because he was this King who was literally enslaved and he helped over, topple this dynasty and, freed himself i mean it was it was good good stuff i wrote i just couldn't follow it up and um i don't know why i just i would like to write it again but maybe i won't i don't know i i like having the ideas do you get worried about uh ripping people off too much sure of don't. course i do i mean you read george R. R. martin he borrowed from lots of people uh he the one of the biggest ones he borrowed from is ted williams i mean ted williams is worth a read 
I mean, if you want, if you like George R. R. Martin stuff, Ted Williams, man, I just finished the latest. I, I finished the latest uh, Austin Art book. It's fucking good. Um, I don't know. It's just lots of. It's a great time to be a fantasy fan. Um, it looks like they're going to keep trying to make stuff. I just hope the people that are making it are good. You know what I mean? It looks like the House of Dragons is going to be great. They've got an animated. The, one of the shows coming up is animated. I think it might be the Chinese one. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be set in this other place. It is Yee T where it's set. They can go way further with animation. They too. can, but animation has to be good. It has to, it can't. And as, as much as I like anime, it can't be straight anime. Anime is awesome to look at, but not an all anime fits the weight of the thing you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It has to be a certain type of anime. Uh, it is, I would like to see Studio Man Studio Ghibli could take it on, but they do kids stuff. But that would fit what they're doing. The the vision that all those are uh, the guy who does those, the artist uh, Mazazaki or whatever his name is. He's his stuff is beautiful. I mean, and it would fit. I mean, it's so epic and huge, but it's also got this just real like almost tactile quality like watching my neighbor totoro it's the greatest nap movie ever because it's so soothing and it's that's all it's meant to do there's hardly any conflict hmm. i mean and then he's got another one with all conflict which is uh, uh princess mononoke which is a parable about technology meeting old culture and, and nature and stuff like that and it's beautifully done and it doesn't have good guys or bad guys really it does but they're understandable in what they're trying to do so it's great. So, hmm. well, I think we did it. I think we did it. That's a pretty good episode. You want to do a, did you watch uh, she Hulk? I did. I thought it was fine. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was that little speech that she gave Bruce about how she can control her anger. But then I'm like, does she know what he's been through? Does she know at least survived suicide a billion times? I don't think he probably hadn't told her that. And, Everybody in the world and other worlds are trying to kill him and all this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's had a rough time. So, so did you like it? It was okay. I, I thought it's not for it's not for me. It is for women. I thought it was B plus. So give it a plus. C. So you think it's that that far down? It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's passing. Of course, it's just one episode. It might be dope as fuck by the end, right? But it just looks cheap. The CGI is not great. She's automatically really good at being a Hulk. Um, it's kind of rough But I like the fact though That uh, There was a rumor They're going to make her More powerful than him And she just isn't it's Silly yeah I mean He picks up that rock And throws, throws it into it orbit. outer space <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah But I like the fact that I mean that part was funny It's like I just had to show you How to do that I'm shown Like yeah. <laughs> You're not as strong as he is Yeah um, Anytime he wants to I, I think it has real potential I think it I think it's That's one thing That we're discounting On these shows too Is that Unless it's Breaking Bad or something like that, it's going to take a show a while to find its voice. Yeah. That's why I'm not shitting on it. I, I think I like the people in it. I, I like, think she's great. Tatiana, what is her name? Tatiana, Tatiana Maslani. She does really good. I like her. I think she's good. I think uh, her sidekick is good. The uh, the sort of yeah. woman. Yeah. she's. I think they're all great characters. I think uh, the guy who works in the law firm. I like the fourth wall breaking stuff where she looks at the camera and then, you know, she doesn't realize she did it. Yeah. That was, that's very Deadpool esque. Uh, I I can honestly see Deadpool making an appearance in that show at some point. Um, Marvel. I think they've had more success lately with their shows than they had with their movies. So, um, yeah, I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. It's uh, let's say C plus. 
let's go B. Okay. Let's go B. It's not bad. I'll I'll continue watching it. I was see where it goes. I was extremely pleasantly surprised actually i was like this was a pretty good thing uh moon knight was i never even finished it and i loved it so it did well you know mm. but yeah i'm done yeah me too I'm tired. i gotta go to bed in like an hour yeah me too let's, see let's just fucking play the theme song to go out on i'll fuck around all right, thanks for listening. It's been a lot of fun talking about Game of Thrones and House of Dragons for the last almost two hours. Yeah, we're going to just shift into a uh, fan podcast. I'll do that. All right, thanks. Bye.